Hi, this is Vernon Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung, Kenny, and Adam, and we're going to talk about The Angry Guest, a 1972 Cheng Che movie that's the sequel to Duel of Fists. In this movie, uh, it basically picks up where Duel of Fists left off. The brothers have returned to Hong Kong, but when their old foe, Chang Ren, breaks out of ki- uh, jail and kidnaps Wan Lei's girlfriend, they have to go to Japan and face the man behind it all, Boss Yamaguchi. So, um, so guys, uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was well, definitely a little, little, little wackier than the last one, bit places, but but I enjoyed it. It, uh, it, it like I said, flowed flowed right out of the last one, but uh, it was definitely more over the top. I enjoyed. Uh, the angry guests. I like the first one and I like how this one flows right from that one. Of course, I like the fashion again was on point for the seventies and, um, it was, it was pretty interesting. And I like that the director actually makes a cameo. Um, I thought the movie was pretty decent, but I, there were parts of it, which I, I couldn't enjoy just because of the, so you will get into this in more detail later, but I thought that the characters were making some very odd choices throughout the movie, and that just led to lots of unnecessary bloodshed and <laughs> um, <laughs> extension of the drama, as it were. But yeah, otherwise, I thought the movie was pretty decent. I haven't seen the first movie, so my opinions are just going to be based purely on uh, the second movie here, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, there are definitely so, some odd choices and points. <laughs> I agree with you on that. I'm going to take a note on that so we can revisit it because I'm curious what 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 uh, what choices uh, people have in mind there. Um, I I actually thought this was better than the first one. Um, I like the first one, but this one, mm-hmm. I don't know something about the change of I, the the Japanese section of the film. I really enjoyed. I loved the uh, mm-hmm. I loved the office building. That that boss Yamaguchi was operating out of, and that desk, <laughs> that desk to me, that the whole movie was worth it just for that that shot where he's 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 behind the desk and the camera is panning in on him, um, and I don't know, I just kind of, it, it was a little bit, it had a different vibe than the first one for sure, um, yeah. and there was like a there was like a weird sort of jazzy bassline soundtrack running through the whole thing um but i but i think i enjoyed this one more i think i think because i found the 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 fight scenes a little bit more grisly and and i liked that a lot of the stuff from the first one they kind of built up on so like you had the um uh chang ren character who in the last movie was uh was his left i think it was his left leg maybe his right leg was crippled by by uh i think david cheng was the one who who got him i can't quite remember but they 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 damaged his leg and so when he escapes out of prison he's still kind of got a limp and he has to use that leg brace or that uh i think it was some kind of metal crutch and um and also they they expand the world so that uh you know in the last film chang ren was this great powerful villain and we we find out that there are like more powerful guys than him and that he's even afraid of um akiko the 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 judo the judo woman uh, so it just kind of, you know, does a good job of, of building things up. But, uh, but yeah, why don't we get to the odd choices? Cause I, I want, I want to get to that before we forget about it. What, what were the <laughs> odd choices that people were, uh, were noticing? Well, for one, um, boss Yamaguchi's choice to kill Akiko after they arrived in <laughs> Hong Kong. Why? 
Like, he's got people slitting their own bellies in his office there. Like, he could literally have had, had just killed her right there and then, and there would have been no chance that the uh, Banke and uh, Wen Li would have been able to learn of, you know, the plot that they would disguise themselves as construction workers you know, <laughs> towards the climax of the movie. I, I have a theory about that, by the way, but, but, uh, but go on, go on. And then some of the... Um, yeah, so the, the fight scenes. Yeah, there were great fight scenes and all, but yeah, after the first time, you would expect that everyone from the uh, Jin Long um, dojo to expect their enemies to be carrying knives and swords with them. So they engage them in hand hand combat anyway, and after they uh, bring out that after the the Japanese um, gangsters bring out their weapons. They had nothing. All they can do is pick up the construction site stuff to try and fight back. <laughs> so what were they? What were they thinking? Like, would they not prepare their? They had they had a whole dojo full of spears and like sword replicas and stuff, right? They could have brought any of that stuff along with them. But <laughs> I, I I think it was probably just a plot choice where Cheng Che wanted them to fight with tools, and so that was the uh, that was why the characters <laughs> did what they what they did. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a valid. I, I thought you were going to mention the tractor, uh, the tractor deaths. Um, and that, 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 that was next. I, I was just going through sort of sequential okay. order there because next up is the goddamn tractors. Like why? Like okay, so okay, the gangsters. It's the whole sort of, um, we, we call it Prometheus Syndrome, because it, yeah. you've got this massive rolling thing, which if they just ran, like, par- like um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not parallel, the uh, perpendicular, perpendicular to the tractor's path. They would have escaped. <laughs> they wouldn't have been caught on the problem yeah. of the tractors. And then, yeah, what were the main characters thinking? Like, they were like, okay, we'll lift them, like... Psh- eight feet off the floor and then drop them that will sort them out completely right? <laughs> it was it was so so that scene was very peculiar to me it reminded remember the the scene in austin powers where he's going with a steamroller towards the guy and the guy's like screaming but it, he's like 20 feet away and all the guy has to do is walk, like step two feet and he'll be in safety that's what this yeah. was sort of like and as soon as David Cheng steps into the tractor, I'm like, what's going on? Like, why is he doing that? That's, that's such a slow way to go after anybody. But, <laughs> but the payoff, I have to say, visually, when the guy actually gets sort of hooked on the tractor teeth was, uh, was worth it. You have to kind of suspend that, that, that judgment of, well, that shouldn't be happening in this movie. Uh, but, it, but, it, but I kind of like how, where, it, where it leads to. Um, but I definitely uh, yeah. see where you're coming from with it. I, I mean, I, it definitely looked great, but then, you know, a tractor going about five miles an hour and peeling a guy yeah. in the stomach. How did that happen? Well, my, yeah, there, there, there's a lot There's a lot going on in that fight scene, and I think we should get back to it um, yeah. for sure. But before I forget, I just want to mention the scene where that, that you mentioned, where the first time, and I think 70%, you're probably correct here, um, where where he basically secretly has him kill Akiko when she gets to Hong Kong. Um, if you in that scene, uh, Boss Yamaguchi hands him the note, and they exchange like a knowing. There's like a knowing glance between him and Katsu, and and Katsu laughs. And so I think there's a possibility that Boss Yamaguchi was just helping Katsu to 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 to, to make Akiko his his girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Like, because, like, right. you know, he ends up using that as sort of like, look, I was sent here to kill you, but why don't you just sleep with me? And then we'll, you know, I'll be able to protect you. Uh, may- maybe that was just sort of uh, something that Boss Yamaguchi was planting for Katsu. 
but that's that, yeah. that is a definitely definitely um, a plausible explanation. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that yeah, that, that would work perfectly fine. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you know if it, he actually meant for her to die, like, and then like there's the whole, when they arrived at the hotel, like um, Katsu and Akiko arrived, they're like, oh, we have our cover as a as a newly married couple. It's like, why do you have a cover? This isn't a James Bond movie. Like, I know the whole movie had the whole sort of the music and the feel of a James Bond movie, yeah. like all the car chase scenes and stuff. But this is why do you need a cover story for this? in Hong Kong and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess, I guess that's a that's a fair point um, so there was another thing in this movie that I that I noticed that I was pointing out in the last movie and and I know Kenny you you you, you didn't see these scenes so I don't know if these might not have left out as you as, as a result but um, but there's that scene where they stop at the traffic uh, at the at the crosswalk and there's like a line of people going back and forth and they're just sitting there for like it feels like 20 seconds it might not be quite that long but it feels like a really long time as you're watching people go back and forth and i did anybody else notice that this time or i again the only yes (laughs) i did notice that okay (laughs) i didn't notice that it was like it well it was like in the in the first movie there was a scene where they're just kind of on a moped together driving down the highway and the camera's just following them and it just feels like it, it feels far too long for me it feels like the director wants me to either really consider what's going on here for some reason or he's he's messing with me or he just decided to for no apparent reason to just have the 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 motorcycle you know in in shot for an extended period and this was kind of the same thing so i was wondering what what the reason was behind it because it was it was an odd sort of thing where it's like oh we're just waiting for people to cross the road now. And then... I know, I know. It's like I don't know. Is it the hustle and bustle of Tokyo? Is that what they were trying to convey? It's like look how many people cross the street here. But I figure if you're coming from Hong Kong, you're not going to be like like you know like whoa, there's crowds. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was that was an odd moment, though. That that definitely got my attention. <laughs> yeah, there were a little bit of. Um, I guess uh, I I had some issues on the pacing in the movie as well. Like towards the end, when yeah, we have all the Jinlong people standing in the line, taking off their tops one at a time. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh well, that was another scene. That's exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about. Where it's like, this is going on for a very long time. Like, I think he really wants me to pay attention to this. Um, yeah. But then what I was thinking was, well, that's... Because what I was thinking of in my head as I was watching that scene was, well, this is all going on at exact... Like, if the, the people there are watching this happen, like, you know, not as individual shots, but just, you know, one guy takes off his top, then the next guy takes off his top, then the next guy, you know, so... And what is it with the flare? I mean, he brings that, that kind of sequence back in... Um, one of my favorite movies, The Flag of Iron, where they're in capes and then they walk in and they just fling the capes back one at a time and there are like six of them. It's just like, do we all really need to do that? But I know in The Flag of Iron there was a reason because they had to show that they didn't have any weapons, but here it was just ridiculous because it was just too many people. 
Yeah, I, I feel like that has to have been meant like as somewhat as a comedic moment. I mean, there's just no other way to read that than it just feeling, you know, excess to the point of comedy. Uh, or uh, that's my take, at least. I or just wrong. there's a lot of people here and you really need to pay attention to the number of people <laughs> here. But I, I, yeah. I don't know. I, also, I did get the sense with that scene and with the scene at the crosswalk that maybe it had to do with rhythm, like um, because there was that creeping bass line in the background. So when they hit that crosswalk scene, I think the music stopped. And then when they went on, the music started up again. So I think it might have kind of been like Chang Che sort of, I don't know, inserting like a musical quality to the flow of the film, if that makes sense. Like, but yeah, yeah. I, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So here's a question from me, actually. Is there a third part to this movie um, series? No, um, I believe that was the that was it. The final. Because in in that case, like that's that makes it like even worse. Like he, he's spending all these time like lingering shots and stuff. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe for the sake of the rhythm of the movie, trying to give it more of a musical feel. But we are left with an unresolved issue of Boss Yamaguchi, the whole Japanese Yakuza, the whole syndicate thing. Like, do they get taken down? Do they have revenge? Does anything else happen after that? I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, maybe, you know, the, the, the movie screen time is limited. They have an hour and a half and they're spending a lot of it on things that I feel don't really contribute much. Maybe maybe it was different back then. Maybe, maybe you know th- those sorts of scenes were considered normal back then, and they they, they uh, had an artistic you know reason for it. But well, that's uh, that's kind of what I'm getting. At. Like, like I think um, a lot a lot of movies at that time have much different pacing in general. Um, but but this feels like he's doing like I feel like he's trying to provoke the audience when he does it. Do you know what I mean? Like I f- it feels like a hostile act by the director when when um, when when I sit there when I'm sitting there at the crosswalk. That's not like you don't go to the movies to sit and wait at a crosswalk. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. not the so. Yeah. It feels like he's inserting reality in a way. Like it, it's notable. It's notable. I don't, but I don't know what the purpose of it was. Um, yeah. No. We talked about weird music cues last time too, and here's here's my weird music cue I picked up on is. You know, when they first cut to Tokyo for the first time, you know, it shows an ex, you know, an exterior shot of this building and its sign. And this could be a translation thing with the subtitles. I don't know, but the subtitle is just nightclub and there's this really dramatic music for for that sign it's like you know like you're like it's a nightclub you know <laughs> oh yeah i remember yeah what well, what was interesting that about that i was wondering too is if that was a translation issue because the interior yeah. of the club is very medieval sort of um coat of arms mm. type thing and so i was like oh maybe it was supposed to be k n i g h and it was like a that. pun but it, <laughs> yeah. but in the direct translation it just became like i don't know i had no idea but i was curious if that was was possible um but but yeah that was an but but that stuff i like that the sort of quirky like wow I, I like, look at this it, yeah but yeah um but but yeah i don't know um do, do, uh, Lady Chao Fung, is it? Did are you, are, are we sh- sure that there's no third movie, or is that like ninety percent? There's no third movie. I would go with ninety percent. I've never, no one's ever said that there was a third part to this, but that doesn't mean that there's not one that doesn't exist. Okay. Maybe he was planning one and it never got made. I don't know. Okay, okay. I just wanted to to see if that was if 
possible. We can just um, we can just assume that the uh, you know the Yamaguchi syndicate just got taken down by Akiko's testimony in a very orderly legal fashion by the I, police and the courts. I guess that's the, see, what I wanted to know <laughs> is if um, if uh, if Fon K and Akiko end up you know meeting again. That's sort of the uh, yeah. you know at the end we're left with sort of that. Well, I hope we see each other and then. You know, but we don't know where it goes. So I well, figure, I figure, I figure she doesn't though, because the last movie he has a girlfriend. He's the character that you know. You got one character that's always got the same girlfriend. He's the one. No, he's he's never going to see her again. That's just okay. not his character. Well, that's. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed that they didn't bring the um, first girl back from yeah. um, Duel of Fists. I really liked her. Yeah, and they were too. their loud outfits together were perfect. More. <laughs> more subdued they were a good match but i i'm a big fan of akiko i think that i think having um the, the way that they introduced her it was a very unusual introduction um but that got my attention um so like there's that scene so one of the things i like about the movie first off is that it, it starts out with um uh, uh chang ren coming back for his revenge and he's really not that good at it. Like he kills a bunch of the students there. Like he do, he does he does he does manage to do some harm. But then he tries to sneak into the school, and they're ready for him. And and they basically put a stop to it like that. Like you think he's going to be this big problem for an extended sequence, and you know he he's he's dealt with pretty quickly. And then as they're sort of surrounding him, Akiko walks in through the front door, and, and it's just like out of nowhere. And, and yeah. it's like, I tried to ring the bell, but there was no answer. And, and so I, don't know, I kind of thought that was <laughs> so a I cool just walked in. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was kind of a cool introduction because I was like, whoa, what's going on? Like, who's this? What, what, what's happening? So Yeah, and speaking of this, going back to the subtitles, I, the, the subtitle on one of her lines, you know, when she takes out Chung Ren is, you know, reality bites and you Oh, lost. yeah, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. That was a good line. <laughs> Even if it was poor translation, that was a good line. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I I don't know what what she actually said, but I was highly entertained by the subtitle. Yeah, I I I I I, I thought that was a was a good intro. Um, mm-hmm. And and I, well, I, I oh, go ahead. I was just going to say I would have liked to seen uh, the girl from the first movie back just to get a love triangle. Okay, going that would have added some more dramatic flair to it well yeah and i and i think i yeah i i and i'm starting to think too that adam is right that if there were a third movie that you would be he's kind of like the james bond character who just Mm -hmm. you know you you know just as the audience got attached to the last bond girl the new one is gonna show up and so exactly um but uh we also got a motorcycle chase in this one uh, yeah, the motorcycles were conveniently placed. I think. Jeez, I'd even forgotten that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but there was. A, <laughs> what were your thoughts on the motorcycle chase? Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, with Chung Ren, though, the, I gotta say his most impressive feat was after he drove the truck off that hill and crashed it, and, like blew it up. Not only did he survive that, he was up at the top of that hill like a second later when he was like limping with a with a cane. It was like, how did he get get back up that hill so fast? That's he, crazy. He, okay, so uh, yeah, we do need to talk about Chung Ren's feats in this movie because he he well, number one, he's a in the first movie, he's a complete badass. Like he's an undisputable. Yeah. This guy is tough. And in this one, he's slightly weakened because of his foot. And we also find out that he's part of a much larger criminal underworld. But he breaks out of the Thai jail just like, 
I don't know, he calls the guard over, strangles him, takes the keys, and he pretty much fights his way out of the jail as men are waiting for him. And then he makes it to Hong Kong. And I think one of his first actions is to just bash one of the students on the head with his, uh, with his metal cane. And the you know, blood is spurting out. And, it's, and, and then he drives a truck through a student. And, uh, and then that's what, that's what instigates the, car cha- the, 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 the motorcycle chase. And then and then he shimmies he he does you know to break into he goes the back yeah with grappling hook. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he he's got a cane he's got a wounded leg he's got a, he's even like like using the cane as he's like you know shimmying up the up up the grappling hook but it, it's you know you can't really hold this guy back he's uh I think he's I think they should have given him a new injury every time he failed like you know he's got like, a broken arm from the truck crash and he can't you know it's only the grappling hook he's like got one arm and one leg working and I think that would have added like a new element to him but uh yeah it still worked but uh but yeah he he definitely he, he persevered he persevered through a lot that guy but where did he go I, I I feel like he disappeared towards the end of the movie unless I missed oh, his he, death. he got wasn't he he was killed on the truck wasn't he uh, on the tractor wasn't he yeah Maybe, oh was he okay I must have missed that I thought he was just yeah. someone. okay then then I guess that mystery is solved for me he, he, he was literally tossed off the um or well, I say mountainside but I'm not sure what the cliffside hillside by um <laughs> Uh, by Yanka in uh, my, yeah. My favorite tractor death, by the way, is when they pin the two guys between the tractor. That was the one. <laughs> and the two guys don't walk. You know, it's not like a narrow path, and they had nowhere to go. They had literally all the space in the well, world. Well, I'll tell you what I liked about that scene. That so T Lung and David Chang just kind of drive the tractors together like that and squish them, and then they just get out of the tractors. The guys are like, you know, wriggling in pain. It's like okay, now we're just gonna, you know, like <laughs> there, there's like there was a degree of cruelty to them just getting out of those tractors and you know continuing on with things. Um, yeah. And in light of that, I, I really enjoyed uh, the policeman at the end going, oh, "Yep, I can believe it was all in self-defense." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was another one of those great lines. Yeah, that that was well, and there were multiple occasions where you know. So he goes to his boss at one point. It's like, look, I need you to like swap out the crew with my the men from my school because I got this this feud going on with the Japanese crime lord. <laughs> and the boss is like, if every you know, like 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 he basically is telling him like you're killing business for me, you know, like like uh, like this is really bad for business. Um, so I did like those few nods to that, and the, and the cops were also like, you know, you you should at least have told us that you're. You know. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, it did seem like I feel like in Massachusetts, if I did that, that that the cops would not just be like, "Oh, okay, it was clearly self-defense. You can, uh, you, know, you well, can be on your way." That, we had that last, the end of last movie too, where you know the police just show up after they've like killed this guy at his house. Well, not killed him; they actually took him out. But it was, they're beating up all these people at the house, and it's just like, "Oh, you know, yeah, that's cool. They were they were bad guys." Okay. Uh, and I was I was actually thinking, you know, like uh, we get like a, uh, like a small preview of the previous movie in the opening credits, and I was thinking, you know, it's Thailand; they're probably gonna, you know, bribe his way out of jail or something. You know, it makes yeah. makes more sense. But yeah, nope, the cripple is gonna fight his way out of jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And somehow sneak up behind the guard tower, like in the guard tower, up a ladder 
with one broken leg and, yeah, not be heard or caught by anyone. And by the way, guys are just waiting outside the jail because he could break out at any minute. <laughs> yeah, that's the opportunity. And he has a little clicker that they should be able to hear miles <laughs> away. And he's just going to use the keys to click back. I'm out. So that whole situation was. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, I thought that the whole setup of, of them just waiting there indefinitely seemed kind of, I mean, unless the, unless the dialogue wasn't clearly indicating what was going on, but yeah, I, th- I thought that was very, a very odd, odd situation. And, uh, yeah, the, the breakout scene also just the fact that when they, when they got in the car and they drove off, it didn't, that seemed like a really easy getaway to me. Like, um, like really thought, easy. Yeah. And then 20 seconds later, the, all the cops come out, take a knee and, like, aim a pistol at the car. <laughs> that, was the extent, that was the extent of their, you know, trying to recapture the inmate. Well, we're out of bullets. I guess he's he's home free. But, but what's funny is in the, in the first movie, the first movie is really a lot more about sort of much lower key criminal yeah. activity around uh, boxing. And so this is a very different movie. It, do, it does sort of transition into, like you said, sort of like a James Bond style film. Um, yeah, the, it, it didn't. I mean, it was connected because of the characters and it, it played off the events. But the other one, I mean, the other one was definitely cinematic, but it felt so much more grounded than uh, than this movie did. Well, it, come, it comes from like, so it sounds like the first movie was about like matchfixing and betting gambling stuff. And then now we're going to the big boss at the top of a skyscraper offering a million Swiss francs in a, in a bank account for them to act as his lackeys, basically. Well, that, yeah. see, so see, that was the other yeah, thing. Well, I liked about this movie. So I like the idea of the the boss decides to go after the heroes from the first movie and convert them onto his team. I liked that. Mm. I liked that plot development um, because they beat up they beat up his number one guy, and he's like, "Well, clearly these guys are better than than the guy that I have working <laughs> for me." So I'm gonna try to turn them. And and yeah. if you you know if he if he had you know if he if he had been uh, close to the action in the first movie would have realized that that was like a losing battle with the T. Lung character. I think David Chang's character on his own could have been turned, but I think with uh, <laughs> with the T. Lung character there to balance him out, he, he was uh, he was more impervious. Um, yeah, he couldn't have picked a worse strategy for uh, getting T. Lung. It's like, oh, well, he's a guy who will never compromise <laughs> and deal with the bad guys at all. I'm going to steal his girlfriend. And kill and his then, mother. Yeah, kill yeah, his kill mother. Yeah. They, don't, yeah. they don't come around. I, I felt but like that never came up again. Like, that's really strange. Well, like, yeah, you think your mother being killed would... <laughs> oh, and yeah, like he, was talking, he, was on, he was on about his mother the whole movie last. The time. first yeah, one, mean, yeah, that it was a her, the mother was a big deal. Yeah, so. the, yeah, she got substantial treatment because he was trying to win the match so that he could pay for her big operation. That was the big thing, and and we're and he kept bringing her up in conversation, talking about how beautiful she was, and there was even a fight scene where there was a picture of the mother on the wall, and he pointed her out <laughs> to the other guy just to establish how pretty she was. So. It was, <laughs> You know, it was. Yeah. I mean, he did have that moment where he was clearly grief stricken, but then after that, there really wasn't as much dealing with it. Um, yeah. Well, of course, actually, that was was the was the. I don't know if Yamaguchi had anything to do with the with the with the with the um, with the mother actually being killed. I think that was something that Chang Ren did on his own, and then the boss came in. Yeah. Yeah. Or am was, I remembering? Right. No, yeah. that's correct. So that's correct. yeah. 
Um, but you, but you would think that it would still be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it would be on the hero side. Yeah, yeah. just saying it, it actually wasn't part of the attempt to turn them. Though the attempt to turn them came after Chen Ren had already done that. Yeah, because they. Sidelined. I think they went to a guy named Okada. Like they they killed the mother and they kidnapped um, Yulan, and then and then they go to meet with Okada, and that's when we realize that he's part of this much bigger crime syndicate that's based in Japan. And mm-hmm. if, I, I think it's Okada. I might have the name wrong. But that Okada guy's like, look, you know, give me the woman. I'm going to send her over to Japan. Mm-hmm. Don't interfere with things. You've done enough. And, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, uh, Chang Ren immediately goes to, like, you know, get revenge. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, so. Um, but, so construction sites. We haven't talked about construction sites in this oh, movie. Oh, oh yeah. So you my... you were very concerned about the construction sites in the first movie because you the yeah. when, we, when we first saw David Chang, you you thought, oh, you know, this is I'm in for a movie against a construction site backdrop, and that didn't seem too well, appealing to you. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that as much. It was just it felt like the movie was starting with industrial stock footage of like this this long you know like okay. there's this long sequence of construction going on, <laughs> and you know, and David Chang shows up there in his very button down suit, gray suit, and everything, and it's like see I feel I feel this movie did the construction scenes right because like right from the first construction scene, it's like instead of being that really boring gray suit he wore at the beginning of this one he already had his like blue david chang vest on he was like you know he was the cool engineer and he had like (laughs) he had like the earth tone orange and yellow like wall around the construction site which gave it this good 70s vibe it was like yeah he's this cool engineer building the future it wasn't like industrial stock footage so i think i think they 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 made they made the construction scenes work this movie so they they won me over i just i just had to get that off my chest well and there was peril involved (laughs) in the construction scenes when they were (laughs) They were erecting the, I mean, for lack of a better word, there's like a phallus that they're erecting in the, in the, um, uh, because they're juxtaposing that with the the lovemaking scene. So it's, it's, I don't think that's a stretch. Um, but, but it also felt like the, the, the construction sites were different location than in the first movie too. So it, uh, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you guys think of the opening sequence in this movie with the, uh, uh, the, you know, you have David Chang like smacking down the posts, and then you know, oh yeah, slicing open the the heavy bag, and then you had T Long doing his Muay Thai on the. No, that, was it T um, Long on the on the pots, or was it uh, David Chang on the pots? I think it was David Chang on the pots. Because oh, I remember, and that and that sort of moment was thinking, oh my god, the pots at the back are about to tip over. I can see them leaning; <laughs> they're about to fall over. <laughs> <laughs> And then they cut away. So. <laughs> so, so you're saying that within a few seconds, David Chang was on the ground and probably in pain. No, no, I think it was fine. Like I think on, on this jump, he disturbed. So there were several oh. rows of pots, right? When, when there was like the whole block of pots that he was standing on, mm-hmm. the back part was trying to like tip over <laughs> and fall apart. But he moved on to the like the the, the two stack of pots and the punching mm-hmm. the stand back part. So they cut away before the the pots would fall in, the, in that I, scene. I thought I thought at the beginning opening sequence, T Lung's Muay Thai looked a little bit more convincing than in the in the first movie. Um, particularly with like he was like kneeing the heavy bag and uh and kicking the heavy bag um but uh but yeah i don't know i like those kind of opening sequences too 
where they where they do like where they either do a form or they have some kind of extended training sequence. Oh. Yeah, I thought the um, at first I thought it was kind of strange um, with the opening sequence, but it kind of connects the two movies together. You get the background of David Chang being of a martial arts background and um, T Lung with his Mai Tai and kind of carries over without having to actually rehash totally what happened in the first movie. So it's kind of like a, a slower progression into the new one, but giving you, reminding you what happened in the first one. Yeah. I felt like, I felt like we were watching like it, you know, because it was a series now we're in the second movie. It's like, it was the, it was the, like the TV series opening credits for the movie. is what I felt like, you know, it's like, I, I could, I could see that as a TV show. What did um? What did you guys think of the fight sequences? Oh, and we should say that they were uh, Lao Kar Lung and uh, Tong Kai were the action directors on this one. I thought they were pretty well done, and they were all very um, well. Like you mentioned previously, it was all very gritty, and um, there was always like a real. Well, I'd say there's always a real risk, but if you're not a main character, there's a very real risk of you dying. <laughs> oh yeah, I would say so. <laughs> So many people died because of you know the, the, the gangsters just randomly pulling out a shiv and you're saying <laughs> here's a here's a knife to your to your that, liver. That's being a student at that school is so dangerous. That is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just you know you're really taking your life into your own hands when you when you sign up. What was the name of the school? It was uh, Jin Long Martial Arts Club. Yeah, the um, Golden Dragons. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed. Yeah, so, so they had um, very distinct styles. I feel like in, in, in the fight scene, yeah, the Muay Thai came through. Like lots, lots of use of elbows and closing the ranges, uh, closing the distance between the enemy. Um, for Katsu, I, I felt like he, you know he had the whole karate thing of really strong, like direct strikes there, which uh, you know you can see people being blown back a few steps every time you hit someone, or you know, people just directly spitting out blood. <laughs> <laughs> it was all um, yeah I, I thought it was very well choreographed I thought so too I thought it was very down to earth and natural and um, nothing that seemed like it really couldn't happen none of the fantasy type martial arts that you can see in some of these films but I thought it was definitely very natural and realistic yeah, yeah it, stayed, it, it stayed you know relatively grounded up till the construction scene until we had, you know, the, the bulldozers getting involved and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it was just good kinetic fighting, like, you know, nice, nice distinctive styles. And yeah. And I mean, you know, and there were, there were consequences. There was a, a level of, of, of blood to the whole thing too. And I, I really liked the scene at the school where the, uh, where Bolo Young and the other, uh, Japanese guys sort of show up as tourists and uh, yes. and then they, they start challenging the school and, and it just breaks out into this massive brawl but there's like men everywhere and so there's all these really cool scenes with people moving in different directions and, and like Lady Xiaofeng and, and Kenny were saying there's a, there's a balance of different styles and so you get, you get the Japanese style you get the Muay Thai, you get the Kung Fu and you get the, the Judo and um, and you even get, uh, you know, a little bit of, you know, guns and things like that in here. So there's, you know, there's, there's a nice mix. Um, and I think it works. And, and I don't know, and, and Bolo Young looks very unusual in this movie, too, to me. Something about his, uh, <laughs> his whole look is very odd. 
Um, but uh, what, what did you guys think of the Cheng Che cameo? I th- I thought that was like the I highlight loved of the it. movie. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I I didn't know, I didn't have any idea it was him till you told me right before we started the podcast, and it's like wow, that's awesome. Yeah, he uh, really sold the the big boss part. And I like how the big boss was actually you know, portrayed as being powerful in his own right as well. Mm. Where yeah, you know, he, he you know he 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 had not a care in the world despite the fact that he had his arm like pinned behind his back and it's like whoop I'm gonna just you know <laughs> move my shoulder and then just flip I can't remember if it was uh, uh, Wen Lee or uh, Fan Kei who got he got thrown it was Fan uh, Kei <laughs> yeah Fan Kei was just f- thrown off and it's just like well you know you wouldn't expect that he looks like the sort of um the you know the sort of mafia boss who sits back and counts money type of thing but you know apparently he's also very good at martial arts <laughs> Well, and he's yeah, got... it was good because it was the one one real setback they had too. Because I mean, if there was any flaw to this movie at all, it's just that the two heroes are just so unbeatable. Like anytime they they just kind of you know they go they get the girlfriend you know they don't have too much. Well, that's the one point in the movie where a guy's just like, boom, I'm more powerful than you guys. <laughs> well, and I think I think part, there's even a line line of dialogue where the students are commenting on the on the two main characters' martial arts. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, they're both really good, but together they're unbeatable. So I think the idea yeah. is together they're mm-hmm. they're like super effective. But if they were separated somehow, then they would, you know. I mean, would... that was the entire plan of Katsu, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. well, we'll 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 catch the uh, we'll catch Van Kay at the at the construction site by himself when he's working, and then once we get rid of him, get him rid of when they would be it would be easy. And and uh... that, and that was um, Akiko who uh, who 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 fed that piece of information to them um but uh but yeah i don't know in the um uh what was it there was another thing i wanted to mention but now it's uh i'm losing my train of thought um well i liked in the office brendan had brought it up about the office building before but i liked the um the big black and white screen that they had, the movable wall where people oh. would just come in and yeah. out of. And that's how we first see um, Cheng Te. He just walked, walks out of this wall with um, a whole crew of people. You know, it was so cool. It was like a movie, like a box, like a shadow box with a cover on it. And you lift up the cover and then all these people come out and people kill themselves inside and just all kinds of weird things. That was the part that was the part I liked about the movie. I liked all the guys killing themselves and like the 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 way like the the the, the seriousness that this crime syndicate, you know, w- was 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 operating with was just that really it, it it made it a little bit more uh I don't know, it it just added a, a level of danger to the movie. And um, and so I, you know, I, I, I like that aspect. I like the I like the whole office complex, and and uh, and I just like the general expansion into you know, no, this isn't just sort of a guy operating in Thailand. There's a whole there's a whole operation that goes all the way to Tokyo here. That that really you know, because otherwise it would have just been a, a movie about you know Chan Ren going to Hong Kong and trying to get his revenge, and that I think that would have been a lot more boring. Um, so. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Cause that that's what it seems like the movie is going to be early on, and then mm-hmm. it, then it expands outward from that. And uh, 
And yeah, and so um, I don't know. Anybody else have any other thoughts on the film? I enjoyed that. It was, I don't know. It was, it was definitely very James Bondy. The music was definitely like inspired by that sort of James Bond feel, and the the, the villain of his secret lair and the hidden mechanisms was also very James Bond feel. And he also had the femme fatale with um, with um, Akiko, right? Yeah. It, it all was just basically, you know, it was a it wanted it, me it, and. Um, I don't know. It was enjoyable, but I felt like the, some of the the plot decisions that people were making <laughs> were very questionable. Uh, yeah. Not the most effective, and yeah, you know, I, I feel like if it was a bit more focused, um, maybe there could have been a showdown between um, Yamaguchi and the and the brothers. You know, the, to finally you know sort, of, sort you know close out the syndicate thing, and then there could be. Yeah, hints of more romance between Akiko and uh, Fanke, and uh, yeah, there could have been more if um, if it was paced better. I, th- I thought anyway, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on the James Bond thing, and the first one much more subtly had a Bond feel to me, and that like the Bond movies that era were always like the characters going, you know, Bond would always go to some exciting location and there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot you know old bond movies have a lot of shots of just those locations he goes to and give mm-hmm. you a feel of the place and so on and i felt like both of these movies did that you know duel of fists did did have that aspect of a bond movie but this one just went much further with that uh with that side of it yeah i would say there was definitely a bond bond vibe and even the music with the the heavy emphasis on that bass line to me you know mm-hmm. sort of you know raise that raise that feel i feel like it's sort of like Chan jay watched you know the james bond collection up to up to date and then like oh you know what i really want to make a movie well, I, think, by the I think there is a lot of that because i think a lot, a lot of what happens with these movies is the director is you know is watching things from wherever and it's influencing them so you know, like a lot of the early wuxia movies, you get like samurai movie influence, you get Western movie influence, and I think you also get like spy movie influence. And, you know, anything that was basically cool at the time would have probably, you know, had some kind of impact. Um, you know, you get it with, with a lot of the Gulong Choi Yuen movies, you almost get like noir type uh, type vibe. Um, so I think I think that's one of the things that makes it so interesting is to sort of see those other genres seep in like that. And uh and, and so it's not, you know, it's like, you, like, I think there's like this image people have in their head of like martial arts movies being <laughs> purely like Hong Kong, you know, like, like just mm-hmm. like, but there's, but, but it's, it's, you know, but other things are getting in there too. And so I think that's, yeah. you know, sort of the, you know, the, in, where it gets so interesting. Um, we should do, for, on that note, we should, at some point we should do My Young Auntie because that, that really sort of gets into that territory. But, um. But yeah, so I don't know. Um, you know, we're getting we're getting close to the end here, so I'm going to wrap it up. But did anybody have any additional thoughts or, or points they wanted to raise? I just have one. I think that if Katsu had been a little bit smarter and not wanted Akiko to himself, he should have used her to get to um, Fan K's character, and that might have brought them down. I think you're but right. But that's just my part. To, my plot twist. I think you're right. I think that would have been a much more effective. But the only question is, would she have gone along with it? Because at that point, she was already clearly, you know, uh, interested in 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 um, 
in David Chang's character. So, but he could have used that to his advantage and not if oh, he would have been able saying. to manipulate her through that. Then, like he could have acted like he was on her side and just trying right. to help her, and then you know, shown up at the last minute when they were like, you know, I don't know, on a date or something, and uh, and and killed David Chang. But uh, but then then. But then, then the movie would have ended on a sad note, I guess. So that would have been. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but you know what? I was thinking about that. I actually kind of wanted the movie to end that way. I kind of wanted this to be a movie where the two heroes ended up going out in a blaze of glory. Um, I was okay. I was happy that it didn't go that way too. But like, I think I would have been, I would have been content with that as an ending on this one because I like the idea of doing that on a sequel where the mm-hmm. characters have survived the first movie and now you're really invested in them. And so it's mm-hmm. not like, like in a lot of these movies, it's a build up, but the character's been created so that they can be killed at the end of the movie. But this one, it would be like, well, no, it's a, it's a sequel. So that you, you're invested in the characters and you don't, you really don't want them to die when they go out in that blaze of glory. But, uh, Kind of like Black Brides with White Hair, you'd say, you know, where you kind of, you know, the whole first movie, you get invested in these characters, and at the end of the second movie, you know, they, they all die, and you get yeah. left with, like, a new couple, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I like that one. That's a good example. I think the only difference is in that one, the, um, uh, it's, it's mainly the Bridget Lin character that you're attached to through both movies, and, mm. and the Leslie Chung character is, um, uh, he kind of, He's like absent the whole second movie until the last minute. So I don't know. I don't know how much investment you have in him by that. But I, th- I still think it's the same principle and it works. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end the podcast here because we're coming up on the 45 minute mark, and uh, we'll be back. Hopefully next week we'll be doing Heroes Shed No Tears, uh, provided everything goes smoothly. If people are able to to view it. Uh, and then at some point we're going to be doing Heaven and Hell as well. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting to that one before Halloween. So, all right, we will uh, we will be back on, and we will talk to you later.